illustrious King Julian, self-proclaimed Lord of the Lemurs, etc., etc. to another episode of King Julian Podcast. I am your host, Julian Owens, as always. And today, I have a special guest back on the podcast with us today. It's been six months, I want to say, Camille. Am I right? Yeah, it's about, about six months. Long it's been time. A long time, yes. So, without further ado, it's Camille Brooks back on the podcast with us. Camille, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me back. I think it's I, it's glad to have you back. Um, it's like a nice little change, and I I felt like I, I apologize you haven't been on for a while, but you know we're gonna change that coming up. Um, but I think today we're gonna kind of change and shift gears from what I, I, we usually do, and we're gonna talk about some stuff that kind of on tail with what happened in past season, but something that you and I kind of haven't talked about in a while, but we've talked about while we were at TSTV before, and it's just. The way things have been represented in the award season um yes and you know we're gonna start with the oscars yes are we late i i know i'm late but it's okay <laughs> like we're fine with that so um the oscars were i want to say three weeks ago yeah about mm-hmm. three or four weeks ago and i watched bits and pieces of it i'm not gonna lie i didn't watch the full thing <clears throat> i didn't watch the full thing because i didn't think it was gonna be that good this year i'm not gonna yeah. lie i didn't think it was but bits and pieces of it were interesting um we'll get to what i think about it but overall camille did you watch the oscars did you have the highlights of it like i did watch the oscars the whole energy i mean of the world but the oscars included just seems kind of strange you know (laughs) like it just seemed like people were trying really hard to make this something you would enjoy and you could like feel that in it. I know that's not very descriptive, but I could feel that it was kind of tryhardy. It felt like it was a little forced. Um, yeah, I think, and from bits and pieces I was watching, like when Laura Dern did her, was it cinematography? No, no it wasn't cinematography. I, I love Laura it. Dern though. I, I love her. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but you could tell like you somebody was telling her to be like, okay find out pieces of these like filmmakers and like exploit that not exploit it but kind of say something off the cuff about it oh it was um best support no best act no best supporting actor i was right it was best supporting actor when she was talking about um like daniel kaluuya what he did with judas and the black messiah and i'm like i mean it doesn't feel like you actually (laughs) like it seems like you were fed this a little bit Right, and that's what it felt like. And then even Regina King, as much as I love me some Regina King, snub. Like, mm, we're gonna we'll get, get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> but like Regina King, even her, she was just like, okay, it felt like the producers were trying to like force feed her information about these filmmakers and try yeah. to explain certain things. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, I understand you want to change the dynamic of the oscars because you know at first you told them that you wanted them to go like you were forcing them to go and now it's like oh we don't want to do that yeah so i don't i agree with you it just felt very forced and it felt like okay i get it you want to make it more personal but i mean why would i want to know that some of these directors 
started liking movies the same age I did. Like, I, I get yeah. that you're trying to make it more personal, but it was just like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You're much more polite than I am. You always have been. <laughs> but that's literally what it was. And I mean, I think the ratings also say how bad it was because I think only like maybe I say less than 12 million people watched and that's probably the lowest it's been, if I remember yeah. correctly, the lowest it's ever been in years. So it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, I get that you're trying to change the formula, but I filmmakers and learning what their how their dreams came to life it's just like okay yeah and like we're gonna get to this point of the show later but when Joaquin comes in and he's like they asked me to ask like what if I think about like what it means to be an actor or what do I do to present acting I I I couldn't think of that but you know these people thought of this I'm like so you're just straight up saying (laughs) that someone else did this for you so i was just like okay this this oscars is all over the place but besides the point so like i agree with you it just it just seemed the whole thing was forced um one thing before we get into awards i thought it was a little i don't know if you agree with me but you know the director of the show was steven soderbergh but it just seemed a little bit weird our producer of it was steven soderbergh and i thought it was a little weird that he did this handheld camera thing but it was shot like it was a film. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if you would agree with me on that, but like, I think his pacing was just a little weird. And then, which we'll get into again later, the <laughs> ending of the show was just like, well, that was kind of weird. Kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. Everything that has happened. But did you like what he did with this, this Oscars year? Like, did you like the way it was filmed? Did you like the format of it at all? anything of this nature the whole show seemed kind of off and like I couldn't put my finger on it and now that you mentioned this handheld camera situation and the way it was filmed maybe that's what I was picking up on for those of you listening Julian was always the kind of film major that like actually knew what he was talking about (laughs) and I was the kind of film major that did not know what she was talking about (laughs) So sometimes when people would talk about technical things, I would pick up on it after (laughs) they told me about it. And so I could watch it. I definitely did not notice in the moment. And see, it it took me, and I was going to say, it took me until about an hour in. I was like, there's something besides them just being weird and asking about (laughs) pastimes of these filmmakers. There's something off about it. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, it's so weird because again sorry i'm being technical for a moment sorry i'm nerding out really quick but it was like okay um these are this is an oscars and this doesn't look like an oscar show like Mm -hmm. this doesn't look like how it normally does something's off about it and then some i believe one of my friends who was talking about it's like why are they shooting this like it's an actual film and i was like that's what it was because it just (laughs) looks it looked too like a film and you were like there were moments where it looked like a film and then other moments where it was like okay we're back to like what the oscars were shot and i'm like dude like i i get that you're trying to make it a quote-unquote cinematic masterpiece or looking more cinematic but it's just like bro like please stop everybody calm down (laughs) it's just an award show i don't need it to look anything else more than an award show (laughs) and so with that in mind i think before we get to the hot 
or non-highlight of the night. Um, let's talk about some of the winners in, unfortunately, some some like snubs yes, from the show. Yes. So was there anybody you saw this year or did you see who won this year that you thought, oh, wow, that was really good or any highlights from like any of the filmmakers who won this year? So I will say this. My mother makes it a point every year to see every Best Picture film. She goes to see all of them that are nominated or some of the ones that aren't nominated but just have a lot of buzz, like One Night in Miami. She makes sure to see all of those movies. And about half I saw with her, some I saw by myself. I did not see The Father and I did not see Sound of Metal, but I saw the others. And she came home and would always like love to sit and talk about them. And it was interesting to me that she said, right when she came home from seeing The Father, which was the last of the films that she saw, she said, I think I know what's going to happen here. I was like, what is that? She's like, I think that Anthony Hopkins should win out of seeing all of these movies. I think he should win based on his performance. He's like, but I don't think he will win because of how the world is behaving right now. My mother is a black woman, a liberal woman. She, knows, she, she understands everything that's going on in the world, but she's also just aware that entities like the Academy Awards are trying to be more politically correct, whether they believe that or not. So we were under the impression that there's no way they give this award to an old white man even if he performed the best in her opinion. So we were both shook when he actually won the award. He was like, I'm not gonna say it's not a deserved award, but it seems ill-timed. I, I can't agree more. So yes. <laughs> we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna start there. So as you mentioned, I could, like I said at the beginning of it, I didn't watch all of them. The mm -hmm. one, two, was it two or three? Three that I missed was unfortunately Minari, um, Promising Young Woman, which is on my docket to watch tonight, and Sound of Metal. <clears throat> and as your mom mentioned, I watched The Father, and I'm like, okay, if it was any other year, <laughs> Anthony, this is hands down Anthony is Hopkins' best performance, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I was telling, I was telling my mom, yeah, I was telling my mom that arguably, even though it's not as great, not as dynamic is the word I'll use, as his portrayal of uh, Hannibal Lecter in right. Silence of the Lambs, but you still get some of the best acting I've ever seen in Anthony Hopkins in a very long time, and that's yeah. saying a lot, right? So like I mentioned to her, I was like, all right, out of everybody, you're right, Anthony, My out of everybody in this list, it should be between Anthony and like Chadwick Boseman mm -hmm. but as you mentioned and how I thought they were going to do it and even Steven Soderbergh thought that this was going to happen <laughs> is that Academy was going to do what everything they would have going to how they've done for almost for the last well since the last time this happened hey even though there's other actors who probably would have done well we're going to give it to a posthumous Oscar to a person <clears throat> who has done all their work because this is the last time that we'll yes. ever see them having an award, right? And they did it with Heath Ledger with The Dark Knight. So we all assumed 
and how again Steven Soderbergh filmed it, we all assume that Chadwick is about to get this one of a kind posthumous Oscar with his wife doing the same thing she did in Golden Globes and just have this heartfelt like moment for all of us. Yeah. Instead, we got Anthony <laughs> Hopkins win. And not only did Anthony win, he wasn't even there. It puts him in a weird position too. Because now people are going to ask him like he has something to do with it. And you know what's even funnier, though, while you say that, Camille? He told the Academy, and he's been telling people for all this award season, that he was not going to show up. And he was not, he was not, he was not like uh, protesting the Oscars, but he was just mm-hmm. going to show up because he was just health concerns. And he's not, he's not trying to take any risk of doing right. anything like that. So he, he's been saying that since... I think the SAG Awards, or even further than that, he was like, I'm not going to any award show, doing any of that. And the Oscars do. And they do. Still- and still. <laughs> Let him go do this. And so it's like, <laughs> and Anthony Hopkins is not here tonight. And somebody was going to accept the award. I'm going to accept the award on his behalf, is exactly what happened. And then we had Questlove just, just take us out. And I'm like, is, is this really how the Oscars are going to end? Not only did Chadwick not win, but the dude who won against Chadwick just was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to show I'm up. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. And Anthony Hopkins almost seems to me like a purist in the acting world. Like he yeah. wouldn't even care. I don't, I have no grounding for saying that. I don't know if that's true, but he seems like the kind of actor who'd be like, I don't need an award to prove that I am a good actor. I, I agree with you. He I seems think. like the kind of person that would, wouldn't really care, as evidenced by the fact that, <laughs> you know, as a wealthy person, he's vaccinated quickly. <laughs> it's like, I don't feel like coming to this award show, so I'm not. And I agree with you. That's why I was just like, all right, okay. Like, I, I wouldn't, I, if it was anybody else on there, I, I wouldn't know what to do with it. But yeah. because Anthony, as you mentioned, I feel like I agree with you. Just like Joaquin Phoenix, even though he did it a little bit weirder with the Joker last year, I think him, Anthony, and Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, even at this point, it's like, I don't need a golden statue to tell me I'm worth it. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't need all of that. So I think, I think it was, again, I just don't think it was handled well, but I think I haven't seen any interviews after Anthony Hopkins have like accepted his award. but I most likely think he would have been like, yeah, it was cool. But I mean, I don't, I, I, it's, I don't need it. You know? Yes. So on that note, um, with the weirdest part of the night, um, before we get to, well, no, yeah, let's talk about it. So I, I called it and I don't think it's a bad movie, but I called it Nomadland winning Best Picture and Chloe yeah. Zhao winning for yep. Best Director. Um, Chloe Zhao, out of all that list, I'm not going to say, well, yeah, I'm going to say it. She probably, probably should have won. But in terms of best picture, mm-hmm. what do you think of Nomadland before, before I agree with the sentiment completely that I, I think she should have won best director out of that list. And I can't, I can't even come up with a concrete reason that I don't think it should have won best picture. Nomadland was fine. It's just kind of my opinion on it. It was a good movie. I don't feel like I wasted my time watching it. Beautifully shot, clearly. Yeah. 
Francis McDormand doesn't miss, but like, it was almost like it was expected. When you read the plot of that movie, when you read that it's Francis McDormand, you're like, I know what this is going to be. And that's what it was, you know? <laughs> no, I agree. It doesn't I- seem like it was interesting enough almost to be deserving of best picture and this and see this is and this is exactly what camille was saying like i i was trying to find a nicer way of saying that <laughs> you kind of went directly to where it was going i felt like this movie it's not bad it's it's not mm-hmm. a bad movie but it's like again francis I, I i love your acting i love your portrayal but it's a white woman learning to nomad the land and just yes. like figure her life out, right? And mm-hmm. like again, this is eat, pray, love, but like not as cute. You not know as what cute, I mean? exactly. So it's like okay, I've heard this story multiple times before, but Chloe Zhao is directing it and Francis McDormand is acting it. And okay, all right. And I and like I said, it's a great Oscar movie, and I think that's why it won because it it literally was like it knocked all the boxes down. Okay, mm-hmm. woman director. Okay. Uh, woman learning or person learning to find a new meaning in life after yeah. hard times have happened. Okay. Yeah. Pretty and, cinematography. Right. And it's beautiful. That's all we needed. And it yeah. hit all those boxes. Right. And don't get me wrong. There was a couple of movies on here that I was like, Ooh, I would have been interesting to see. Like, I think Judas and the Black Messiah was a really another good one that I think kind of was under the weight, but I didn't think it was going to win. I thought that was probably the second best movie I saw last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard many great things about Promising Young Woman. I still need to watch it. I don't know if that would have been there, but... I don't I, think it would have won. Okay. I mean, I, I liked it better than I liked Nomadland, but I don't think it would have won. It would have won? won. Okay. And yeah. then the only other one that I was like, I really thought Hollywood was going to be Hollywood at this point was Mank. Like yes. I literally, <laughs> I literally thought David Fincher was gonna win his. Was it this gonna be his first ever best picture win? Yeah, it would have been his first ever best picture win. Where like he would have, he would have won it because you know his dad wrote the Oscar, wrote the play for this. But it's about, arguably, well, now not arguably anymore. It's the highest, like the number one movie of the world or the highest rated movie of the world until they. So Ryan Tomatoes did something stupid. We're not here to talk about that. But like, it's about the movie making of Citizen Kane. And so I thought, yeah. oh, Hollywood is going to say, oh, we're sorry. We, we, we screwed up on Citizen Kane. Here's Max Award. Yeah. You know, here's the next best thing. But, yeah, there was a few directions I thought they might take this. I was like, there are different scenarios that I see here. If they're trying to be front-facing super woke they're gonna give it to judas and the black messiah if they're gonna be what i expect them to be in one way it's nomadland and what i expect them to be in another way it's mank and i thought the others were nominated just because they felt like they had to even though they were probably more deserving of the award and that's why I was like, I really want to watch Minari because I've been hearing so many people say Minari probably would have deserved it, but because yeah. you know Parasite won last year, they weren't mm-hmm. going to give it to Minari. I was like, yep. okay, I'm 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 gonna have to watch it to see about that. Um, and then I think really quick, if you want to go down the list, I think again Francis Minori winning for you know Best Actress, Daniel winning for Best Supporting Actor, and then. 
Um, I can't say that kid's name. Uh, Young Yu Jong. Yeah, Young Yu Jong winning for Minari was really good. And then, of course, we all knew um, Soul was going to win Best Anime yeah. Feature because, I mean, I hate Soul that. had, am I allowed to curse on this? Yeah, I'm absolutely. All, Soul had me effed up for days. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I was fucked up for I was while. doing <laughs> some deep thinking after I saw Soul. I said, let me watch this again. <laughs> I watched it on Christmas. On the day when my mom was like, we gotta watch Soul. And I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. After the movie, I'm like, I don't even know if I want to go home. <laughs> like, you just kind of sit for a minute. You're like, you're sitting there just uh, thinking about life. Like, yeah. Damn. And I saw a post after that that was so funny. After Soul won Best Picture, that was like, don't you love how Pixar started out? And was like, look, these toys can talk. <laughs> and now they're like, what is the purpose of your life? <laughs> If you died today, what would what happen to purpose? you? <laughs> like, damn. All right, Pixar. Fuck. All right. Ooh. So, yeah, like, I agree with you. I, oh, and then one best score. Now, really quick, I got to shout out her because I've been, yes. I love her. And for her to win an Oscar for Judas and the Black Messiah was also, like, oh, amazing. So I, I want to give her a shout out for that. And then I don't think there's anything else besides that oh unless you want to talk about um what's her name who was Corella DeVille in 101 Dalmatians um Glenn Close unless you want to talk about what happened with Glenn Close in the Oscars Glenn Close has always been kind of an odd person to me like she's never done anything that's outright like, I don't even know. She's never done anything outright wrong until now. <laughs> when you're like, be quiet. <laughs> what are you even talking about? You didn't like her little little music thing that she did with uh, Little Ray at, at the Oscars? You didn't like it at all? Oh, you know, I was talking about her saying that she's not a loser. Like, she refuses to accept that she's a loser. Oh, you meant the, act, the actual music thing. I mean... All award shows make me cringe <laughs> at like 95% of the time. And this was no exception. <laughs> so to that point, really quick, I'm going to talk about what you just said in a moment also from Camille. But for those who did watch, there was a moment where, again, I'm like, what, what the fuck is the Oscars doing? Whatever. <laughs> so Lil Ray and Questlove, Lil Ray Howie, who was our amazing TSA agent, who saved Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out? Um, but we're gonna get we're gonna talk about that later. So Little Ray is basically doing this trivia thing, playing music from all of the Oscar noms or non-Oscar noms. Just doing a trivia, saying like, has this song been nominated, won an Oscar, or wasn't even or neither, right? So he went to Andre Day, who was in University United States versus Billy Holiday, who played Billy Holiday, also phenomenal, even though I don't like the movie, but that's the point. I she didn't did, even recognize her. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yes. So she was she was doing that, and then she lost because she thought Purple Rain was nominated, even though it wasn't. The score was nominated, but Purple Rain, the song, wasn't even nominated. Then they went to what song was that that he made Daniel Kaluuya do? Um, it was some song and it won. And then 
basically Glenn Close called Daniel Kaluuya. I was like, he was too young. He don't know anything about that. And I was like, okay, all right. So Lil Ray was like, all right, let's try your trivia. So she basically had to do the song Doing the Butt, which was off of, what Spike Lee movie was that? Damn, I literally just lost it. It's off of a Spike Lee movie and didn't win. She was right. And Little Ray was like, what you know about that? And literally Glenn Close got up out of her table and started doing the butt. Due to copyright, I can't talk about it, but <laughs> it happened on national TV. And I I just want to talk about like, I was confused and I was cringy. God I was like, believe towels. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they literally got Glenn Close shaking her ass on the internet, on, 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 in for the whole world to see. And now she was a meme for a good week and a half. I'm like, all right, Glenn, okay, Glenn. But to your point, I think it's weird that she also said she's not going to accept the fact that she's a loser. It's like I, I love you, Glenn Close. Like, don't get me wrong. Again, I loved you in 101 Dalmatians. I've loved you in a couple of other things you have done recently, but like chill <laughs> yes like if if you and no offense going back to soul like if you were to die today i'll be like she had a good career it yeah it's nice yeah you was gonna be like name five glenn close movies and be like uh you don't want to dimensions yes i say yes <laughs> And so, like, I would do that, but like, if if Meryl Streep were to die, like, I could go down a list, you know. Yes. If, yes. And no offense, sorry, Glenn, but if I were to go through, through Viola Davis, like, if she were to pass, mm. that, I would go down a list. Glenn, like, you've had some good moments, but like, I wouldn't say like you had like I'd have to. It's like how I felt about um, old dude from um, from uh, One Night in Miami, Aldrich Hutch. I'm like, I would I would have to like think about the movies he's been in for me to go down his list and i'm sorry yes. Clint, i'd have to do the exact same thing for you I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm i agree so without that before we go into the other topic is there anything else you want to mention about Bless. the oscars awards as an entity are all messy the fact that we decide that anyone is better at something than anyone else is is questionable you know, like, why, why are we even pitting against five women actors and five men actors against each other just because they're men and they're women? In, like, why is that what's comparable to you? You know, like, it just seems like the whole structure of everything with awards is, is weird. Because I'm sure it would be exciting and fun for these filmmakers and television makers and music makers to win these awards it's an honor but i take them all with such a grain of salt there are people who've had absolutely incredible careers who will never be nominated because of the kind of movies that they do and those kind of movies aren't respected and i think that that's a mess and i completely agree with you like again I think Regina King not being nominated, her movie not being nominated at all for A Night in Miami for Best Picture, her winning for Best Director is completely off the books. But what I was going to say is, like, I was trying to whisper, it's Hollywood, unfortunately. And Hollywood wants to do Hollywood shit. And until that kind of changes, it's not really going to. But great segue, though, 
it is doing a lot better than its counterpart <laughs> <laughs> at the moment. So um, we're going to talk about it because I thought when I saw this yesterday, which was Monday morning, I was like, no, nah, you, you got to be kidding me. So for all those who don't know, um, we're going to segue into the Golden Globes. So most of us didn't even watch the Golden Globes either. Like it was a shit I show. I didn't watch the Golden either. Globes. I, I, I didn't even give a shit. Like I was, I looked at Twitter and I was like, oh, they won. Okay. Oh, Chadwick won. Literally when I saw Chadwick, I turned to NBC to watch his wife give a posthumous congratulations and then turned it right back off. Like I didn't even, I don't even know who won the Susan B. DeMille award. Like that's how bad I did. Oh, actually I don't either. Let me look. (laughs) I feel like I saw it, but I didn't actually, I don't actually know. See, I I didn't give a shit this year. That's how bad it was. While she looks that up, I'll explain (laughs) what's going on with them. So they found out, somebody found out. Jane Fonda. Oh, it was, it was Jane Fonda. Okay. See, I, I, I completely fucking forgot. Like, I don't remember, but <laughs> so this year for the, I mean, for the Golden Globes, um, it came out that there was no woman of color or black person in the Hollywood Foreign Press Association this year. And if we remember, I think it was like four years ago, four or three years ago, both Oscars and Golden Globes same year were like, we're going to change the way our, our, our press association or basically the Oscar Guild to basically affect it with the diversity that it needs. Mm-hmm. Um, we, Camille and I haven't talked about it, but Oscars have now, that will start in 2024, I think, 2023 or 2024, whichever year it is, about how they're going to nominate movies and how you're going to have to like basically check off some some boxes for yeah. people of color or in people of general to basically have your film be nominated for best picture which i think the is academy cool. awards got a pass for a minute whenever awards would happen that people didn't agree with they're like oh but this is just their community like your fellow actors and actresses vote and i'm like but who decides who the academy is who right. decides who's nominated. I'm right. sure it's not a very fair or equitable <laughs> process who is getting invited to be in the Academy. And so to your point, that's what I was like, I think the Oscars kind of got away with it. But again, as we've been seeing recently, you see that more people of color and more like more people of color and many people from outside of the box are starting to win awards, right? And I like that, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Golden Globes, nothing has really fucking changed. And they found out that, again, there was no person of color there. So a couple of big conglomerates, studio conglomerates said that they're just not going to care or pull, are they going to pull their sponsorship with the Golden Globes? Warner Brothers was one, uh, and Netflix was one, and somebody else was. I don't remember who. But the biggest news that I wanted to talk about was NBC made a statement out, and their statement was... We're here to basically talk about exclusivity and basically like it reflect the times that's going on with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So for them to get their shit together, basically is what they're saying. I'm paraphrasing here. For them to get their shit together, we will not be airing the 2022 Golden Globes. Um, (laughs) What we will do is we will have a conversation, hopefully by then. They will be able to have changed the Hollywood Foreign Press Association board. They'll be able to have more people of color and more people from the LGBT community to basically be on this board. Until then, they're okay. Well, at least this year, they're done. And I was like, whoa. 
NBC said, fuck them. Wow, this is <laughs> this is quite interesting. And then as much as I, I I shit on Tom Cruise, I love the man, but like all we know him for is action movies at this point, but he is still a big movie star at this point. I I would an action movie star, I would give it to him. He in the same couple of hours said, I'm mailing back my golden globes. Mind you, he only has three. And I think the last one, I think we were talking about it. his latest one was from Magnolia in 19 in 2000. That was his last last, last Golden Globe one. He I'm winning, he won. Um, he won for Jerry Maguire, the born on 4th of July, and Magnolia in 2000. And he's melding all those back to Golden Globes and saying, I don't want this. I don't care for it. I don't want it anymore. I'm done. So I'm sitting here like, wow. Like, how much deep shit you gotta be for Tom Cruise of all people who, as we were talking about off air, doesn't give a shit about like anything social or political, at least from what we see. If it's not about Scientology, he, he really <laughs> kind of stays himself out of it. Yeah. And for him to even be like, all right, I'm mailing my shit off. That's a big ass, like, fuck you to the Golden Globes. And so I guess my question is, everybody's been talking about change. Everybody's been saying, oh, we're not, we're going to change. We're going to change. And as we saw with Hollywood Foreign Press, they never did. <laughs> and now you, this happens in a matter of 48 hours. Yeah. Do you think that this is going to be enough or like, first off, let's start here. What do you think of the news? And like, do you, and yeah, do you think it's going to change anything for the Golden Globes moving forward? The difficulty to me with a situation like this would be if anything changes, it'll be because you were forced, not because you actually wanted to, you know? Okay. I mean, and change is change in, in a lot of ways, completely. But with this specific situation, like, do you ever get that integrity you once held back as an award show? Now that people realize what you're about and the only way that you're apparently going to change your board and change how you do things is because people are boycotting you and NBC is dropping you, people will know, well, they'll know that going forward. Like, how do you approach this image change you're gonna have to do i think it's gonna be interesting wow see i didn't even see now that's a that's a very great point because i didn't even look at it that way i was thinking of it as this like it's a really great big move for basically inclusive inclusivity in hollywood right i think that this was a great win for diversity because it's saying like all right you said you're not going to change bet we're just going to cut all the funding from you. We're going to cut the head of the snake off at, at its head and you're going to have to fix your shit whether you like it or not. And granted, will it happen in a year? I don't think so. I think that it's going to be like what happened with the Oscars. It took two and a half to three years to get to the board to where it is now. Like yeah. there's now a black woman who's over like the Academy Guild and I, I appreciate that. But like it took years to get to that because like in 2016, 2017, it was all but none, but mostly white people. And then now you're kind of getting to the point where like, okay, now we're being diverse and we're actually giving people this, right? And so I don't, I think the exact same thing is going to have to happen with the Hollywood Foreign Press where, okay, you're right. NBC says, fuck you for a year. Come back to us in two years when you actually make change. I I think that it's going to make them try to change everything from two years to a year. Cause yeah. I mean, let's be honest, you're not trying to lose that NBC money. 
as much as little as that money is going to be regardless, mm-hmm. but you don't want to lose that big like network of people you're going to get. Right. Yeah. And I don't see anyone else, anyone else being another network picking it up, it up because for what that means you're aligning yourself with the messiness, quote unquote, if you say that you're going to pick them up when everyone else is, is pulling away. Exactly. So if they don't get in the good graces of NBC, I don't see them having it out. And that's why I was like, I was like, what, what's the most you're going to do? You're going to put it on the Golden Globes website? How many of us are going to go to the Golden Globes website to go stream? I don't even show? go to NBC, so. <laughs> it's like, yeah, good luck trying to get anybody to watch that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking about that and I was just like, okay, all right, this is kind of, this is kind of different. And I, I liked it, but you bring up a good point though, because you're thinking about it and it's like it kind of sucks now that it took them all the way to this for them to force their hand right it wasn't anything like with the oscars or like any other award show where they're like okay we see that there's a problem we 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 know we're the butt of the joke but we want to change it like Mm -hmm. the oscars it was it took them from chris rock to go and talk about how how oscars are so white for them to be like okay all right we get it. We're going to change. I'm sorry. Yeah. Whereas here, like even when Tina Fey and Amy Poehler was running the floor with them at the beginning of the show, they still were like, okay, that's fine. And to your point, it was like, so no change was going to happen unless something like this happened. So it, it kind of goes into like, okay, yeah, there's change happening, but you are forced to do it you weren't yeah. willingly to trying to change anyway because you thought people were still gonna watch the golden globes and nothing was gonna change so you brought up a very good point on that and i guess my next question will be is do you think any other award show will start trying to move around that as well so they don't get their heads cut off as well or do you think because golden globes have been so much of an asshole these last couple of years, they're not, they're the only ones who really need this change. I highly doubt they're the only ones that need the change. And I see other award shows using them as both a cover and a reason to go ahead and make their changes. Because I mean, if the Screen Actors Guild wanted to overhaul whatever governing body they have, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, people question. wouldn't notice as much. You know, it wouldn't be as top news as anything that happens with the Golden Globe. So they could, if they wanted to, very quietly make a lot of positive change, some of these other award shows, and not have it be a PR nightmare for them like it is for the Golden Globes at this point. So I do see if there is a necessity, which there probably is, for some other award shows to, to make changes this kind NBC saying what they've said is probably the nail on that coffin and I think that's why even though I think that's why it was so interesting onto that notion I think that's why it's so interesting that Tom Cruise even mailed his back because I mean let's face it I like Tom Cruise doesn't have any like connections to Universal to be honest like but for him to take all the big conglomerates who have all said we're just not, we're just not going to continue participating mm-hmm. in this kind of was like, okay, 
there's an actor who literally make who literally brings out maybe one movie out of every two years with Mission Impossible, and it makes at least a million dollars, a billion dollars. Excuse me, sorry to throw your name in it, but like that, Tom. Um, with a billion dollars in the box office, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, this this needs to change. And yeah. to your and to your point on that, like Screen Actors Guild, the the Image Awards, or like let's use the Directors Guild or the Producers Guild Awards. Most of those don't have the audience that the Golden Globes and the Oscars yeah. do. So you're right. I don't think that they have that much issues. Like the Screen Actors Guild was what aired on TBS this year. And it's mm-hmm. always been aired on TBS. I mean, I don't think anybody would go out of their way to go to TBS. To I mean, people it. go to TBS to watch March Madness. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. American it's- Dad is syndicated on TBS. That's about all I have for you. <laughs> when I watch American Dad on Hulu, the TBS logo is what shows up at the front. That's about all That's I all have. You know. <laughs> so to your point, like not that many people watch TBS like that. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be that much of a detriment if they were to, like if Screen Actors Guild or the Producers Guild were to lose theirs. Whereas you're on over the air cable network, right? Where I don't have to pay for like a cable, pay cable package or anything like that for it. And you always gonna have eyes watching it. Like, yeah. like I said, the Oscars, this was their worst year, but they still had 10 million people watching. Like mm-hmm. that's for most TV shows, like no offense, but that's like that's God tier. Like, excellent. oh my God, that's yeah. excellent. Like we had 10 million people. That's like after the Super Bowl, if you know they drop a show after whatever syndication it's on, after what network it's on, it's like we got 10 million people to stay after the Super Bowl to watch this. Yeah. Yes. Whereas, and now you're basically saying, okay, we won't even have an audience next year. We won't even get those 10 million people to go look at our show. So you're right. I think at least with the Golden Globes, they have to get fires under their asses to basically say we have to change everything. Mm -hmm. Whereas with, you know, like all the other guilds I just mentioned, you don't really have to worry about that. But so you don't have to get to that point. You're going to start slowly but surely changing certain things. Yes. We won't know about it. As you mentioned, I don't think we're going to hear about anybody else doing this. Besides, like I said, the Oscars, who they're probably going to double down a little bit harder, even though we already know what they're trying to do going forward. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like there's more than happened with the Oscars. I mean, with the Golden Globes, I, I just find it funny and interesting that they're getting the hammer from a company yeah. that's literally been on their side for what almost over decades now so yeah. i think it's hilarious that they literally at the academy awards announced the wrong winner and people still shit on the golden globes more <laughs> like they're still they're always going to be seen as the academy awards stepbrother the ball-headed stepchild that nobody yeah always about. it's i mean the academy wants to literally fuck up on the grandest scale people will be like but the golden globes are worse. worse you're right like literally we were not we're only four years away from really the disaster that was moonlight and la la land oh but we God. still tune into the, the academy awards more yep. than we deal with the golden globes like that is absolutely funny you're right you know what just before we head out i i have to know how many people were watching the Golden Globes this year? That, like that... five, six people, <laughs> not million, five or six individual people. Let's find out out of this many people, how many ratings did it get? Oh, oh, they don't even give anything about it. That, oh, 
Uh-oh. Is it that Wait. bad? <laughs> that's that's wow. They only had seven million viewers. Yeah, wow. I just see that. Six point nine million viewers down sixty-four percent. And God. only barely beating the year when a writer's when the writer's when strike the writer's happened. Guild happened. Writer's strike happened it, twelve years ago, like thirteen oh, years ago. Wow, <laughs> that's a bad that, year. That's a that's a bad look. Damn. All right, back to my point. Like you, like I, you literally got to change something because I if mm-hmm. if if the Oscars is getting ten million and that was their worst, but literally you tied with arguably the worst viewing of his, in history of television. That says something. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> and when so, you combine everything with the fact that so many people just couldn't and didn't go see any movies, so then you have the rise of streaming, which is already rising meteorically, even more <laughs> so when people literally can't go see your film in theaters. They're like, well, I didn't see any of these movies, the ones that didn't pivot to being released on streaming. So I don't care. I don't care anymore. Yeah. It's a tough break. Very (laughs) tough ass break. Wow. Okay. On that note, we're going to wrap up on that one. Um, (laughs) Really quick. Is there any final thoughts you have on the Academy and Golden Globes? Is there anything you would just want to say about them before we (laughs) final thoughts if any of the actors or actresses who are returning their golden globes would like to mail one to me so i can pawn them um and pay off my house i'd appreciate that <laughs> thank you so much my twitter handle is at camilanet just dm me and we can work something out i don't i'm not gonna take your golden globes i don't <laughs> know when you go give them out because i just want to know this is this is very interesting. I didn't think anybody was going to be bold enough to do this, but Tom Cruise, of all people to do it, just let a brother know. Uh, Twitter <laughs> handle is GeekJulianO. Just let me know. i just like to know it. Um, without further ado, thank you for coming on, Camille. We're gonna have thank to, you for having me. We're going to have to keep doing this. We're going to do this more often. Um, yes. Now, before you go, is there anything you'd like to tell the people? If there's anything you've been watching recently that you enjoyed or is there anything you got going on that you want to tell the people? If you are a fan of food, the Great American Barbecue Showdown on Netflix, I really enjoyed. Learned a lot of cool new things. It was only eight episodes. It just had its first season air this year. I would recommend. I liked it a lot. The Great American Barbecue. Or it might be just The American Barbecue Showdown. Something like that. It comes on Netflix. And I liked it a lot. Yep, The American Barbecue Showdown. Okay, I'm going to yeah. have to look at this. Okay. Um, anybody worth noticing that you've seen? What do you mean? Like, is there any contestant that you like that you were like, okay, you, you got to look Oh, at yeah, 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 yeah. Rashid. Rashid is my favorite. And I also like Miss Tina tiny little white woman like real small so i think she's hilarious that she's a pit master and an excellent one at that it was a fun show okay i'm gonna have to give to you on that one. Oh, last thing um i would i would i would be painful not to say this have you watched the circle 
No, but I know that Cat was on there. Yes. Yeah. Cat Bell was Cat on there. Cat Bell from our alma mater was on there. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I without spoiling anything, I I don't know if you have you seen the first season of The Circle. No, but my sister told me I should go ahead and just get get to watching them. It's it's a very easy watch. Um, as you know, I I love some of my trash reality TV, not that much. But <laughs> hey, man, um, do you? <laughs> but the circle is really entertaining and it's very fun and passive all the way through. I'll put it this way: the first season is literally about people like learning to love each other and then learning to play a game. Whereas this <laughs> season was like, screw loving you, I'm gonna let's just play, play a game. game. <laughs> Yes. Now that's the season I want to watch. <laughs> so if you doubt for that, season <laughs> two you should start on and then go to season one. But, sure. Um, I loved it. <sighs> I can't say anything. But like, remember when we used to do interviews with Cat Bell and like just the I do. Just imagine her personality through that literally yes. personified in the big circle. personality. So She's a lot of fun. I can see that being a very interesting situation so good like highly recommend so please give that a uh, shot when you can um also last thing i just finished invincible i've heard great my brother-in-law was just telling me about this camille when i say this is arguably some really good cartoon television adult cartoon okay i love a good cartoon so um without spoiling it it is a coming of age superhero show about a kid who's basically learning his powers. His dad is Superman, Superman, right? His dad is Superman who basically came on his planet just to basically be a savior of earth. And his son just turned 17 and he's getting his power. So you're, as, 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 you, sound, as you can hear, it sounds like it's like, oh, this is gonna be a typical coming of age story. But imagine all of that with Harley and Quinn's gore, if you see Harley and Quinn. Oh. Oh, yeah interesting that's, that's as much as i'm gonna give you because the okay. first episode i watched and i'm like oh really y'all hype me up for some stupid shit all right and then the last five minutes of the show happens like that was amazon right yes okay after credits there's a five minute sequence and you're gonna be like okay i need to continue it's so i i really thought it was gonna be trash but it was so good so listeners i recommend all like amazon's invincible i'm probably gonna buy the comics because i want to know what happens because I, <laughs> I don't know if i can wait for them to renew because they just renewed for two seasons two more seasons so i'm like yeah i don't think i can wait that long i need i need my shit now so yes <laughs> please if you get a chance those two shows definitely next on my list is ted lasso i've heard such incredible <sighs> things so i'm gonna do that and add these to the list so good oh, oh you're gonna feel so good about that show but yes, definitely when you get a chance. Um, <laughs> on that note, again, Camille, thank you for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Um, and thank you guys for coming in. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.